0: Welcome to our podcast, It's About Payroll. We're your hosts, Brian Escobar and Walter William Duncan III. Whether you're new to the payroll game or a seasoned veteran, we have something for you. All right, folks, we're back with another episode of The Pay Stub. And today's episode, we are covering net
1: pay. Mm -hmm. Is that right, Walt? Yep, we're going over net pay and giving you some tips on... Your stub. Yep. So we've covered a lot of stuff now. We talked
0: about earning, talked about deductions, involuntary, voluntary. We talked about pre-tax deductions, post-tax deductions, actual taxes. Yes. And now all of that, we get to the final product, which is the net pay what you take home a lot of people say your take-home pay right there's jokes around it like oh what's gross is (laughs) gross is not gross it should be net we always joke around take-home should really be called gross because it's gross what you take home yeah yeah Yeah. so
1: you have a funny story about net pay i do of course
0: um the, and it's not even in a it's interesting because I was I overheard this as a kid before I even got into payroll like clearly. And then it became it was like, whoa, net pay. So anywho, you know, one of my aunts I was like overhearing a Sunday dinner and all my aunts are talking and whatever and they're talking about the pay and and of Puerto Rican descent. I'm a New York, so my aunts are And I'm first generation born in here in the U.S. Well, my family was born in Puerto Rico, so anyway, the the language barrier, Mm -hmm. understanding, everything. So she's whatever. So she thought net pay was like the next paycheck,
1: the net.
0: Look, I got this now. But mira, net pay otro un otro, like another. oh bless her heart god bless yeah, her. i hope no. she's good but yeah man, that was my what about you
1: man my i don't think mine is as as good as that but like i was explaining to an employee and he said the funniest thing to, i thought was the funniest thing to me at the time and he said his definition of net pay was like when you're out fishing and you get a fish that's net that's how much you caught in your net so that's, that's how much i should get paid i'm like no sir that's not how it works. That's hilarious. That is yeah. hilarious, bro. Like, that no, is, no. It's pretty good. No. That was pretty good too. Yeah, I'm just like no, that's not uh, how it works, sir. And, and this,
0: was he? I don't. Was he American? Like native born? Or? Yeah, yeah. And my that was my point is to say that's why this series is so important because. It, there's still folks, and we are out there, look, and there's tons of things that we're ignorant about, but there's still folks out there that struggle with this stuff and understanding mm-hmm. their paycheck, and point mm-hmm. is, there's a lot of information, sometimes there's a lot of information on your paycheck, and hopefully this series will help you all, give you all enough to go out and research more, and we don't know it all, but at least we can be savvy, and, and just... It, research the things that are impacting your life right yes i think that's sidebar life people are always like oh brian you're so smart and i'm like it's a compliment i think i do think i'm a smart person of course i think we all have the capacity but what i've done in life is i research the things i learn about the things that impact my life so when i'm having normal conversations with other humans It's normal stuff. And I get to talk about it because it's impacting my life. It's probably impacting theirs. So they're like, oh, wow, look at that. So that's really all it is. I have a diligent learning regimen, right? I make sure I'm always learning something. I'm researching something. So should you all, right, with your paycheck.
1: Yeah, I totally agree with you. And one thing I think for me personally that helped me as I started looking at my pay stub more and more, was to cut out some of the distractions in my life, right? So I was—I instead of always having my phone in my hand on mm-hmm. payday, or if I had my phone in my hand, I could look at my my stub online and view it while I'm on my phone. Just take a take that minute, look at your pay, like Brian was saying, and just make sure that it's correct. There was a situation I remember. Where this employee, she was a hardworking employee. She just came to work every day. She never called out. I think she was like a janitor at one of the schools that we did payroll for, and she was getting underpaid. She was getting paid less than minimum wage, and nobody caught it. And it was like going wow. It, it was going on for a long time. I think she got like almost a, a year or two of retro.
0: Oh my goodness. Oh wow. It was God like bless her.
1: Yeah, and she, you know, she said I didn't know. She said I never check my stub. I just know the money goes to my account. And yep. it was caught by accident. Somebody caught it and was like, oh, man, this rate is wrong.
0: So that's a great call out. One, for consumers. See mm-hmm. how easy it is, right, for, mm-hmm. us to, for us. to Because as a consumer, as a trusting consumer, you might be like, oh, they, that's a horrible mistake. I don't think that should ever happen. Or, and then the computers and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But a computer is only as good as you program it to be. Yep. So... The sidebar, the professional sidebar for that is your HR and your payroll department should be reviewing annually rates. Yeah. At least annually. At least. More, at least. To, to, to combat, to be proactive about things like that is basically you should be auditing your data and your pay rates yes. to make sure that none of your pay rates are below minimum wage for that state. Okay. Again, but. Not all of them. I don't. am not aware of any of them that alert you to this. The now, a good idea. Hey, folks, may, let's make that happen. If we don't do that already, but I know the system that we use does not do that. Does not mm-hmm. automatically tell you, hey, you have rates below minimum wage in a certain state. So you have to audit for this, right? You have to make sure that your system and your all your pay rates are in compliance. And as a yep. payroll professional, we do this reg- I do it every time I have a, a minimum wage impact. So meaning I may be in one state and that minimum wage was raised, I go audit for all of them at that point. Why not? Just yeah. just why not? Because again, you don't do it often mm-hmm. and you should or you should at least you shouldn't have to because <laughs> your rates are good. But anywho, I'd probably do it more often than necessary because mm-hmm. why not? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great call out. And that's a oh, that's a really good one, man, because it's like this is why. And it's like we, we talked about in the tax episode or one of these mm-hmm. episodes. Mm-hmm. We had a employee in prior years that went like a whole year paying a a, a, a income tax to the wrong state. Uh-huh. And it's in the description. Like, they lived in one state and they're paying it to another. If they yep. looked at their pay stub, they would have saw, oh, my, why am I? I don't live in this. What's going on here? Yeah, man. And it wasn't a lot. So that's probably why they didn't really get the impact. But at the end of the year, it was like $650. Wow. Yep. That's You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not a lot per check.
1: It's not a lot. Yep.
0: At the, end of the, at the end of the year, it added up to that is when he caught it. And he, oh, my goodness. Yep. And so, folks, it's not. Computers are only as good as the humans running them. Yeah. And we are not in a place where full AI is processing our paychecks. Me and what we're just talking about it mm. before we started recording this, we were talking about AI yep. and how it's going to impact payroll yep. and maybe it could get there one day, but we're not there yet. Yeah. So we, yep. you, you gotta be diligent and look at your pay stub and, Part of that is understanding the gross to net calculation. Yep. And again, as a payroll professional, I've taken it for granted. It is a complex calculation. If you look at that link that I posted there, it's or other links or whatever. I'm just just research gross to net, and it could be a, it could get a little hard. It's mm-hmm. not as the easy explanation is it's your gross pay, right? Your dollar amount times your hours worked gives mm-hmm. you a gross number, mm-hmm. and then you. Take away minus your taxes minus your deductions, mm. and that equals your net pay. Yeah, but your some of these deductions are flat amounts. Taxes are yeah. percentage amounts that are dynamic with your gross pay. Four hundred one k, depending on what you pick could be percentage and is dynamic dynamic meaning changing based on your gross pay amount so if, if you're thinking oh social security is or rather whatever it was this last week so let me do that amount no 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 it's gonna be a difference It's gonna fluctuate based on your pay right. so it does get complicated yeah but you should as a consumer as a savvy consumer spot check your pay and especially if you have a lot of complicated, a lot of things going on. Yeah. You know what I mean. You start doing pre-tax benefits, and you start taking care of the advantage of your benefits and things like that. It complicates the. And if you're in a state that has a lot of things coming out, so it's not as easy as I thought for the consumer to do it. So you should mm-hmm. take some time to calculate that amount and understand your pay, understand your net pay. What Absolutely. are some of those? What are some of those tips you have for us for consumers, right? Yeah. That that they should take away from just reviewing their pay stub in general.
1: Yeah. So I they're not ranked in order, but these are just no, one no, of of things that you should definitely check. And I'll I'll tell some stories like the first one I have listed here. I always check your pay rate yep. and your hours? Brian, you just touched on that. When you yep. were just speaking just a moment ago, you need to check that stuff because, again, like I, I have another situation. I remember another situation where there was this, this manager who was going in and because she wanted to make sure that her school stayed under the, her place of business stayed under budget, she would alter her employees. Oh, geez. Time sheets. And she was yes. years. She yes. it for years so they wouldn't get OT overtime. Oh, so, gosh, so, so everybody praised her. Oh my God, her school is always under budget. Her oh, school is always oh my, it's so amazing. And the teachers had no idea until one one person questioned it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I don't know, and I don't know what to do. Just I just do y- yep. Yeah, and like, and she was more. Can you just check it for me? I think that she's right. I think that, but I just want to make sure. And we did an investigation on it. It ended co- up costing the company like tens of thousands of dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and that's a great call out. And unfortunately it is a very common manager problem. They all managers wanna shave hours to get keep folks from hitting o- overtime. Because yeah. overtime is, as a consumer, you should know this. Overtime is a very how can I say very important data point. It is a data point. It is a subject that managers really pay attention to, yes, because it's costing your company more money as an overtime premium. Yes, mm-hmm. so yep. they don't do Yeah, if they need it, it's great. But they, that like overtime could be a whole other episode. But
1: yeah, they, I just want to say one thing about yeah. Go, ahead, go for, for it. Real. One manager told me, he said that. Think about it in terms of gasoline, right? The regular, like the eighty-two, whatever, or the eighty-seven, it like unleaded, is your regular rate. The premium is like, your OT. We don't want to see that OT.
0: <laughs> You've had some very interesting managers, sir. You
1: so many different <laughs> stories, man. I'm telling you, they was in the That's military, true. yeah.
0: Oh, that that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so just keep a keep pay rate, hours. I thought I would pay right now it'll come back to me another one is your deductions make sure your deductions are accurate again like we just talked about with the tax, paying the wrong tax to the wrong state i've had people pay look open enrollment is coming up right now okay and -hmm. then what happens a lot is the beginning of the new year you forgot what you picked in open enrollment yep and Or you didn't pick something. You forgot what you picked. It's like you and picked the wrong,
1: thing, yep. you pick
0: the wrong thing. And then January you get paid and your check looks crazy because you picked some stuff in open enrollment that you forgot about. And look, you still have to pay attention because it could be little amounts of money. It could be death by a thousand cuts. So, so pay attention to your yeah. check because it might be a, a small amount that you're going to – that's hitting you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You are going to say
1: something. I wanted to ask you a question about it. It, it might be more – something it might be something that we have to talk about with a, a benefits person or a HR professional but if that does happen with someone and they elect the wrong they are wrong to the wrong benefits and how can they change that with their employer
0: oof that's a really great question so During open enrollment, what what should happen at your company is a correction period after Mm -hmm. your regular open enrollment. And that is a time where you can review and make sure everything is what you picked is correct. Look, the answer is it depends because some companies, they're very hard and fast on what you picked. If you made an error, it's on you and you got to live with it. Mm -hmm. But that's not I've seen that in the past. I feel like most companies are more realistic and are try to accommodate especially in jan that's when and again ties perfectly back look at your pay stub because january is probably the time where you could change something that you mistakenly picked or you know something's changed because open enrollment is happening now but the impact on your check is not until january Mm -hmm. so you we forget you forget what you picked and life things can happen just again review your check in january to make sure that you're Elections are accurate, and that would should be the only opportunity you have. Now, come March, April, May, down the line, you're talking about, oh, this is wrong. You're, it's very unlikely that the company is going to accommodate at that point because you've gone already months into the new year, and yeah. you're going to need a life event at that point.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna be – the company will probably give you a hard time. Yeah. Uh, with that oh, yeah uh, now if you were over deducted then they may be more inclined to do it absolutely but, yeah you just have to if be it's in right that. yeah
0: if because okay. a lot of times right now the systems if they have a robust or a online digital solution for open enrollment there's a confirmation at the end of that process they're spitting yeah. out a, a, a document to you mm-hmm. most likely emailing it to you they're presenting it on screen and they're like look here's what you picked yeah. Here you go. This is, yep. you're confirming this. So come January, when you say, I didn't know, eh, as professionals, we can pull back the confirmation and be like, yeah, but you signed off on this and you confirmed on this day that these were your elections. Yeah. So it's tough. But January is the time to check and trust, but va- verify and just make sure everything is good. And that's your opportunity to say, okay, company, I, I made a mistake. How can I change this? Or yeah. look, your financial situation could have changed, and then, and if you have a if you actually have a legitimate life event, it's an easy change. Yeah, and it, that's it. All you got. So if you have an actual life event, then it's an easy change. To circle back to the pay stub, January is the day, the the month to look at your pay stub, see what's happening new, yeah. so that you do have an opportunity to make any changes and corrections that you might have because of
1: it. So, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, of Thank course. You. So number three, check your name. I know it sounds silly. But there's been plenty of times where people, they don't, they see that their name is spelled wrong and then they mm-hmm. make a change in the system and say they change the direct, direct deposit and they get a check when their name is printed wrong. I've seen people go to the yep. bank yep. and the bank say, Hey, that ain't this you. Is, yeah, mm-hmm. this name is spelled different. I'm sorry. You
0: need yep. to get a new check. That's right. That's exactly right. And it, it could be one letter mm-hmm. position error, but if mm-hmm. that bank teller wants to be a stickler, they can just be like, nope, it's not the same. And rightfully, because in, in this day and age, things are so easily f- f- like fraud is mm-hmm. such, it's so rampant. It's, it, fraud is, and cybersecurity, it's all such a big subject in the world. So they should reject it. They should mm-hmm. reject it. And to circle back, you, you should get direct deposits. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that all you're doing is reviewing a pay stub. I know folks that just are against direct deposit but folks i promise you man yeah it's it's more to your benefit it's it's, yes think about think about business continuity Mm -hmm. think about and that just means disasters heaven forbid look at the pandemic you got folks got sent home in the pandemic and yeah now you're not at work to go get your check distributed now what if you stood with live checks you got to get the check mailed to your house now
1: you know what i mean that creates
0: more time yeah you know, so direct deposit is the solution. Try to go get past whatever barriers you have for direct deposit and get direct deposit. Yep. So
1: absolutely. Good nugget there, man. Yep. So number four, check your address. Check yep. the Addy. as the young yep. kids say. Check your Addy. Yep. Oh, man. So. Yep. And <laughs> you owe. Yeah, we owe.
0: <laughs> so it's it, same thing with the address. If information is different, more that's where we're mailing your documents. Yep. And there's some things that still have to be mailed, especially your W-2. W-2, again, I urge you to get it digital because yep. a W-2 is not something you want floating around in the mail. W-2. There's
1: that, the benefit summary. 1095. That, the 1095, yes. Yep. That you, you normally get.
0: Float. Yep. yep. You don't want that float. Try to go digital with things. Mm-hmm. Get it online. Download it to your own computer yep. and keep it safe. And that's yep. it.
1: And then another um, reason, another reason you want your address to be correct is in the system is because taxes. you never know about taxes. like yeah, Whether taxes. that's local Duh. or state, yep. you need to like make sure that your address is correct because if you're in Ohio or Pennsylvania or one of those places mm-hmm. and you have the wrong zip code or you have the wrong mm-hmm. address, you're going to mm-hmm. end up owing some taxes or your taxes will be funky at the end of the year. Yep, Just watch out for that.
0: And now I'm going to skip over the next one because it's a great segue into the don't leave your stub unsecure okay yep just mm-hmm. great point oh, yep. for these reasons for all these security reasons don't leave your stub lying around you know don't, what i mean don't
1: leave your phone open with your stuff oh i love that you know? yes
0: Yes, don't leave your phone or your computer open yep we had that uh, we had to learn on you know, their little shortcut tips on your your computer the, the keyboard lock your computer real quick do those things be diligent close your computer close your iPad close your phone yeah, if you've got paper <laughs> yeah close your devices close it lock them out mm-hmm. so that you not folks are not in your business and if you get a paper pay stub mm-hmm. secure it away yes. or you know, or, I don't know shred it at some point you got to secure them away you Take should a be sure of it yeah, there you go. Take a picture of it and keep shred it, it, it. secure. Yep. You know what I told my mom or when she was working? Keep your stubs th- through a month after you file taxes or through filing taxes. Make sure that everything is good. Then shred them. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that was, that's a good one. Keep your pay stubs secure.
1: Yes, yes. And did you want to go back to that? Yeah, the go one? back.
0: Yeah, sure. So yep.
1: Now, this only applies in certain situations. Your PTO balances, some employees or some employers, some payroll systems, however they're, they're structured, will display PTO balances on the stub. Yep. Uh, and if yours do, you always want to make sure you check your balance to make sure your accrual rate is right. Because if they have a date in the system wrong, it could impact your accrual. Sure. Accrual. Make sure your balance is correct. Make sure that your that the time that you're taking off has been recorded. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So yep. just check those things.
0: Great call out. Yeah. Just to touch on what you're saying, it's mandatory in some states to show it. Yep. But it's best practice also for you should be it should be a, a default for most systems to have it there. Yep. Another one is but <laughs> we just talked about this too yeah. don't file your taxes on your last pay stub
1: yeah i, I know you said that in another episode yeah. but i thought it was a great nugget to yeah. back up man.
0: yeah exactly because we it, we are in legal we have we are in legal rights to still change what your year end amount will be between mm-hmm. your last pay stub and when you actually get your w2 that is why there is a lag Between those two things, because the payroll department, the HR department, the accounting, the tax department, everybody that's impacting your year-end statement, your W-2, has an opportunity to reconcile and to make sure it's accurate, fix things up, and also add on any fringe benefits that you may have been impacted by. And what I mean by fringe benefits, very simple example, is your let's say you got a cell phone this year or some equipment that was given to you and but you are responsible for the taxes of yeah. that right that meaning it increases the amount of earnings you owe on oh so your box 1 will be increased let's say you made $50,000 this year mm-hmm. and it's, let's just for round number's sake 50,000 goes in your box 1 mm-hmm. but you got a $1,000 cell phone they're going to add on the thousand dollars there to make it fifty one thousand, so that you can go pay taxes on fifty one thousand and not fifty.
1: Yep, absolutely. Right?
0: That's basically what fringe benefits are. Yeah. Or the impact of. So again, try not to
1: do Don't. that.
0: People's not going to listen, but try not to file on your last pay stub because yeah. again, there is an opportunity for your company to yeah. correct and add on. And I and let me say correct because look, there's sometimes where companies make mistakes there's been times where your w2 is gonna make come wrong you know what i mean and they have a they need time to fix it so
1: or you you worked for another one of your companies in a different location and you're gonna have two Two w2s and and you can't go just file off your last stub from your main company because that's
0: oh that's a great call out let's say you worked multiple positions at one job triggers multiple w-2s you're going off the last pay stub you got Mm -hmm. not remembering that you have a you have three other stubs out there to include you don't remember oh wait i don't remember the last pay stub i did for that so again folks just wait for your w-2s try not to file off your last pay stubs it's not a best practice absolutely
1: number eight hours worked in one year but paid in another so it's a great call out this is something that has come up a few times and i think some consumers employees have have a misconception they're like oh all the hours that i worked in one year need to be on Mm my w-2 at the end Mm -hmm. of the year that's not how it works it's based on check date yep it's based on where what year that check date is in you know what i'm saying so if even if i worked some hours at the end of december part of my pay period was in December and the next part of it was in the new year in January Mm -hmm. and that pay date is in January of the following year, then that's the year that my taxes apply to, even though there was hours worked in the previous year. So I just wanted to point that out.
0: Yep. And again, I know it's a great call out because a lot of times January comes, you're looking at your W-2, you're looking at pay stubs and you're, you're comparing the savvy consumer is doing this anyway. Yep. And that's what we want you guys to be a savvy consumer. Anywho. Um, and I usually get the call in mm-hmm. January talking about my, my W-2 isn't right because of the time and this, I worked here, I worked there, or because yep. it's usually, yeah, it's usually time worked, like you said, time worked in the prior year, but paid out in the new year. Yep. they're like, where's that at? It's it's not right. Yep. No, it's right. Your pay period, is your pay period, right? Yep. The correcting calculation, or if you want to make sure you're good, is you can you should be able to look at any twelve month period, any rolling twelve months, and you should have your, and you, you should. Look, see your annual right yeah. if i look back at my last 12 months i will see it should come close to what i make annually yep. the pay, payroll and calendar is it doesn't work like that like it's just like walter said it's check date driven yes absolutely so that's
1: what it is yeah it's know absolutely thank you number nine employee self-service i wanted to add this on here this is where i was gonna mention the paycom that we talked about oh okay before. got it uh-huh. so because it falls similar to that where you have certain things are that where you have certain responsibilities as an employee in order for you to get paid look there's some employers that you that require you to sign off as an employee hey you need to sign your chi- time sheet. you sheet. Yep. to confirm that this these yep. hours are you're agreeing to get paid these hours that are mm-hmm. on the sheet or in the system right mm-hmm. and that's a part of employee self service you're able to do that but Further on is, or furthermore, a part of that is the changing of your certain information, your direct deposit info, your home address, your name, your email, your contact information, your emergency contacts. Yep, Those are all part of the employee self-service, even the enrollment period that comes for benefits. Yep, That that is a part of employee self-service. So those are things you should educate yourself on. And a lot of times on the website that you're Payroll. Your company is having process the payroll, like they'll have stuff on the home screen. Like the company we work for now, if you log in as an employee, there's stuff that's posted by the company yep. that that you can that read you on know. that you should <laughs> research as an employee. And then a lot of times people don't take interest in that they just want to go nope. see they just want to go see their balance they just want to go see their last stub or in case they need it or whatever they really don't read that information so take some time out and read that information when you can because it, it can help you yes um, as you, your company
0: as you, yeah your company's trying to communicate with you <laughs> yeah. you know what yeah, i mean definitely. and that's one of the biggest challenges right now is communication and the employees that we just log in what do we want to do we want to see our pay and we maybe when we want to request pto that's it. Yep. They just jump to right where, but if you want to be a savvy consumer,
1: yeah,
0: right? Go ahead, just read those things on the homepage. Read your company's communications yeah. because later on you can't say I didn't know and now I'm being hurt. No, don't cry later because mm-hmm. you didn't want to stay, you didn't want to read the newsletter. You didn't you, ah, and, nah, you get mad at the company or whatever and you mm-hmm. mad you mad at your life. Yep. You know what I mean? And you say t- Don't be ignorant because you're (laughs) mad at the world. You know what I mean? Be a savvy consumer and stay on point. Stay up to date on the company and what's going on. It impacts you and your money at the end of the day. So stay in the know because being ignorant is not an excuse.
1: Yeah, and I I wanted to touch back on this point. I think it was maybe the last episode or I forget which episode it was, but we made mention of the point like, hey, you pay taxes for certain services – and yes an American, you pay yes. taxes and so if you're paying if you have a subscription to a streaming service you expect to be able to log into that streaming mm-hmm. service and view the shows and yep. have access to the tv that that you want to watch right mm-hmm. and if you're not getting the quality of service that you're paying for that subscription you will make note about it or you will cancel that subscription yep Could we can't cancel taxes so nope we can't do that but you need to know and have education you need to be more involved in the stuff because your decisions can impact that's uh, right. the public services. So just be, Absolutely. just, just, just real. We just trying to empower you to understand how much power you have as a consumer.
0: Absolutely. Be a savvy consumer. Yes. And and, and that's right. You, you have the access you have every, and nowadays it's really about teaching yourself. That everything yeah. is a tutorial. Everything mm-hmm. got a video and but the information you yep. have to go ahead and get it. And that's what we're trying to urge you to do. Be a savvy consumer, go learn about your pay mm-hmm. stub, go learn about the employee self-service things. A lot of folks send us questions and I'm like, I'm like, Hey, that's a, that's an employee self-service item. Please yep. log on to your system. And, yep. and I'm glad to show them how to do it. Right. Yes. And folks who work with me, they know me by now they learn really quick. Brian likes to teach to fish, not just give you the fish. Yep, yep. And absolutely, that's the the basis of it. That's the heart of it. I, yeah. I, I like to teach you how to fish. And this is, we're trying to teach folks who get a paycheck how to fish.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I like fair. the last nugget you got there. That's a big one. Yes. So like a lot of people don't know about this. And nope. it's something that I found out about and I try yep, to pass it too. on. Like yep. go look at your state, Google unclaimed, unclaimed. yep, property wages Mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. state and you'll find a website that your state has where you can actually Mm -hmm. look yourself up you can look up certain you just have to
0: prove the info yeah
1: you have to prove that you're related but you can look up certain uh, information and have access to your unclaimed wages there's billions of dollars in unclaimed wages in the u.s Mm -hmm. people just have money sitting out there i i told i remember i told one of my i remember i told one of my employees about this and Googled her or looked up her grandmother in this. On Florida, it was Florida FloridaTreasureHeart.com, mm-hmm. right? So she looked on there and lo and behold, her grandma was like had some unclaimed wages. It was like about $1,000 or something.
0: Wow, look at that.
1: And she was able to get it for her.
0: Yep, that's so exactly like, right.
1: Like this unclaimed stuff. Like I, I remember myself, I was stationed in Virginia a- in the military. And I remember that I had at t up there so I, I went to the Virginia website for unclaimed unclaimed property, and, oh, look, my deposit there that I made years ago to AT&T was just sitting there Wow! wages. It was like 50 bucks. Oh, wow. Okay. I'll you know, take it. My 50 bucks, Yep, yeah. That's right. No, <laughs> Please, it's, yeah.
0: I learned this on the job mm-hmm. because as a payroll professional, it's called the ESCHEAT. cheatment. yeah. Yes. S-E-S-C-H-E-A-T. Yep. And it's a whole process. It's a whole thing, folks. Uh, Companies are aided to turn over money that's not theirs, that is for someone else, to mm-hmm. the state mm-hmm. after going through the process of trying to get it to you. So the company has to try to get it to you. If they can't get it to you, they can't find you, then they have to turn it over to the state. Yep. In every state, there's a website. Right? And you could actually look up anybody, but to get it, you have to prove that they don't tell you the amounts. You got to prove who you are there. Like my mom found stuff for her dad. Right. And yeah, she went through the whole process there and stuff like that. She yeah, people find money on here all the time. It's unclaimed wages or property, like you said, yeah. Because it's not just a paycheck. Yeah. And it's in every state that you've you should do it for every state you've ever lived in for, because yes. you don't know you don't know yes. you don't remember what you did.
1: Man, I, yeah, I, I remember. That's a good point. And mm. like emphasis on the property part, right? Because there could be some land that's in your yep. family. That's yep. that your great grandfather owned and he still yeah. owns it to this day yeah. or whatever. And it could be in your family. So please yep. go check this stuff out because you could have funds just sitting out there that yep. are, are in your family that you can have access to that will help, especially in today's climate with inflation. Yep, so go ahead and get that, get that, uh, get that going for yourself. And if be you find, savvy. and if you have, yes, be a savvy consumer. <laughs> but and it, it, So, what do I do as a consumer, Brian, if I say it's been a, it's been like eight months and I'm cleaning out my house, I'm doing spring cleaning, and I find an old uncashed check? What do I do?
0: Call you. If you still work for that company, call the payroll department. What if I don't work for that company? If you don't work for the company, you should – if it's only eight months, you still don't work – you should still call them. Eight months is – Right at the time where they're probably right about to turn it over or find you to reissue to mail again. Mm-hmm. If they're they'll be like, Oh man, you just came up in a report. Yeah. Hold on. Let's get your new address. We'll send it right out. Yep. Because that the company right after it expires, the company has to go through the process of getting it out to the employee before they send it. State doesn't yep. want you to just Start sending over what we call stale check, these checks that have, like, Walt said, you find it in your drawer. It expired. I can't cash it now, but I never cashed it, so what do I do? The company should be going through that process. The state doesn't want it right away, like six months. No, go ahead and try to get that to that person first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Go through that process, and I and every state has rules. You can you that can take you another six months if you want, or depending on the rules. But after a certain time of trying to get it back to mm-hmm. that person, then they have to turn it over to the state. Absolutely. So anywho, eight months is great because you might still find it where that you can just get the check reissued. The part of the company is just going to void that one and reissue another one. So you find an old check, try to get back to that company. If not. Take your butt on to the state website because it's probably posted there. Yep. It's probably there.
1: Absolutely. Yep.
0: So I, this should have been where we ended because it's a nice little nugget to give to folks. Hey, you might have money out there, or your family might have money. But just at the, i have thinking about this concept of gross up when mm. we were when as I prepared for the episode, and gross up is a very payroll professional term. Yeah. I'm not sure if. The savvy consumer is even aware of this term called gross up. Yeah. But the easy way to explain gross up is if you get a bonus payment, right? If your company, oh man, you did it on me, I'm going to bonus you $500. But if your company grosses it up, then you get an actual net of $500, <laughs> take home pay, and not. $500 and then you're taxed and you might come out with 200 and change. No. Yep. So as a savvy consumer, if you're ever offered a bonus, yes, ask them to gross it up.
1: Why, why else is that? Because of the tax rate?
0: No, just because you'll get the actual bonus amount. Yeah. The company covers the taxes for mm-hmm. you. That's what the gross up is. The company takes the hit on the taxes and you get a net amount of what they are promising you. I'm going to bonus you 500 bucks, But if they don't gross it up, you're going to get $200. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. If you ask them to gross it up and they agree, you're going to get $500. Gotcha. So that's the simple way. And I know what you're about to ask more stuff, but I think <laughs> it's too complicated for the savvy consumer for me to simplify it. How about that? Savvy consumer, you should go out and research it a bit more. But yeah, the- the real rough explanation of it is that you will actually net out what they want to give you.
1: I think it definitely be worthy of its own episode. Yeah. Uh, even if it's a short one, I think that for sure. it can definitely be worthy of it. And just there's really a bunch cool. of them. I think, yeah, yeah
0: I think we got to go back and pick out these subjects that are like, th- like direct deposit. We always say it could be o- an episode over time, yeah. gross up. And it's both for the payer professional, of course, yeah. and this to be a savvy good. consumer. Yeah. So, again, folks, if you get offered a bonus, ask them to gross it up because you get the whole bonus amount. You know what I mean? So, just, again, a couple of tips as a savvy consumer to cap off this episode. Review your pay stub. Yep. Go out there and look on your state website. See if your family has any money to be claimed in all the states that you worked in. Yes. And... If you get offered a bonus, ask them to gross it up.
1: Gross it up. Gross up.
0: (laughs) So that's all we got. I have for you today, Wall. You got anything else?
1: No, I love how we ended it off there. Yes. Sharing that about gross (laughs) up. That was amazing. Get some money. Yeah, I think we're good.
0: Awesome. Thanks again, folks. We hope we're helping. We want you to be a savvy. Keep listening. Next episode, we are going to just do an overview of things and Mm -hmm. connect it to the year-end statement because we are quickly approaching year-end and w-2s and guess what all these pay stubs add up to be your w-2 yes we'll cover that next folks we love you keep coming back have a good one peace peace
1: thank you for listening to today's episode of our podcast we appreciate you we're grateful for you and we hope that the information that we'll share with you will impact you as a payroll professional until next time Keep learning, keep growing, and most importantly, keep going.